what's going on? You checking the load boards? You talking about technology? What are you doing? Oh, you're looking for loads? Oh, check this out. No way. Please do help me wish a warm welcome to my co-host. She's visible. It's real. <laughs> it's what's real. What's up, Sue? How you doing? Hey. <laughs> doing I like fine. the stars. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, was gonna, I was trying to put Murphy on there, so I may get that on there next. So we'll All right, well, that's cool. Happens. Murphy in the sky with yeah. diamonds. <laughs> um, also, we have a new robot friend in the corner of the screen. Okay. If you can see the, take a look at that. And so, Fireflies uh, no taker. Um, no? Fireflies no. That's a uh, no. But in, if you can, if you're able to, I don't know if you're able to watch the live stream. Oh, you'll see no, that usually... we have a. Uh, and by the way, I'm checking the uh, live stream on LinkedIn. Make sure we're good there. Yeah, we're good. We should be fine. So we are live on YouTube and LinkedIn. We're talking about auto logistics, auto transport, car shipping. I know it can be a bit of a snooze, depending on what you do. But the thing is, as I was talking about, um, what's the first step in auto recon? The answer is auto transport. So no matter what vertical you're in, I truly believe that logistics is part of your life. That's why Thursday's show is all about automotive logistics. And so, having said that, we have a special guest today. We have Danny from DSK Haulers on, right? Yes. And so I'm going to do a bit of a screen share. There's Danny. He made the cover. He made the DVD cover. He's on Sports Illustrated next week. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is Danny. And thank you, Danny, for joining us. He's in the wings, we're ready to go. Now, I revisited, We I did a cost per mile show in the past. And uh, so we're gonna be talking about cost and maintenance. We got some things to talk about. But you also mentioned that, and I came up with a graphic for it. We're yeah. gonna talk about cleaning up the dispatchers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay? I know, okay. it's a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> but I would think there's they're like there's like brokers and stuff to be like no way they're talking about cleaning up dispatchers on ATI yeah because we're here we're here to talk about anything that needs to be talked about as long as it pertains to automotive we're gonna do that also if you have a load board search you want to talk about rates whatever it is and if you feel a bit queasy man oh man there are some queasy people out there I'm not kidding do you know how many people are left in the wake of ATI feeling like either I don't know. Like there's been extra on. too many questions or maybe slighted or it is. It's pretty weird. There is now a wake. ATI has a wake. <laughs> oh, shoot. Um, we are the ecosystem's neutral zone. That's part of having a wake. I mean, we're not going to please everybody all the time. Sometimes nobody. <laughs> it is a full ecosystem. I say know your ecosystem. OEM, dealer, auction, broker, care, equipment, regulations, and remarketing are all immediate areas to know about in automotive business. And we had, so we, well, I guess this would be the regulation square, right? Was covered last week with trucker drug testing with Gina Kessler. Fascinating show. Yep. Yeah. In fact, I'll be dropping a YouTube short about gummies. I think that goes out tomorrow. It's a clip from uh, the show. Auto Transport Community Media since 2017. I don't think there's a need to remind anybody, but I will. Um, and what's fun about this is that I go live twice a week, which 
nobody else is really doing in auto logistics. That's fine. Okay, Jay, get your kudos. Enjoy that. Uh, show me the truck. We're going to look at the trucks. Here we go. These are some of Danny's loads. Yes. Yep. Um, do you know anything about this load? Um, <laughs> I can't remember how long ago these were. These are the ones I just sent to you recently, right? Yeah. So, okay, so these Couple are two weeks. vans that we took for that new company, KC Dispatch, from Arkansas to Dallas, I believe. Um, and they're somebody that I wanted to get on the show because they're a new freight slash trucking broker. Um, they're the ones that wanted pictures of once we picked up on the trailer because they've had multiple companies double brokering loads. So this way they can make sure it's where it's supposed to be and that kind of thing. Excellent. Next slide. Hmm. I'm going to guess and say these were from Kansas City down to Texas someplace for Circle Logistics is what I'm going to assume because I take a lot of three packs of vans for them on a regular. So Danny is 56 foot long. So this isn't a typical three car. Most people can't do this stuff. Um, and a lot of times we'll take four, but I have a formula to make sure that everything fits every time. And anybody wants the formula, give me a, a jingle or send me a text or an email and I'll tell you how, about how you figure the formula for making sure something will fit on a three car. Uh, and that means any length. If you're 42, if you're 50, or if you're 53, I can, the formula works no matter what. Uh, I smell a new segment called Name That Load. <laughs> wow. Tell, or, or show us your load. I think that's better, right? <laughs> yeah. Show us your load. Um, all right. Tell me about this one. Show us your load. Mm, that one's a far back. Um, that's a four pack of cars that fit. Um, I'm going to guess and say this is a more recent one, too, and it probably was from Arkansas to Texas as well. And I want to say it might have been a four-pack of vehicles from Copart or IAA, but I'm just guessing. All right. And I, li I like that. I like that load. Yeah, it was right? a good-paying load. That's a good and one. like I said, in order to make anything fit like this, you've got to know a something to make sure that it fits. And I don't know. You might ask Danny when we get him on the show. I don't know if I've ever been wrong. <laughs> He always like Sue. I don't think this is gonna fit, and I'm like, I did the measurements. We should. Ah, uh, yes, that should be another segment. I don't think it's gonna fit. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> totally, it's awesome. Um, here's another yeah. one. I don't think it's gonna fit. That's another circle logistics. Anytime I'm doing three packs of vans, it's usually KC to someplace. See, okay. See, now this that's a freebie. See, we're right now promoting why you should haul for circle logistics. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they have good loads. They pay very well. Yeah. And they pay when they're supposed to. I, I did have an incident this very last time that for some reason their accounting screwed everything up. But Maria, I don't know if everybody knows Maria at Circle Logistics. She's great. And she got on their butts, and I got paid the next day, and she apologized profusely. And she said, she goes, how, does she, how do they expect me to have good transporters work for me if I can't get them paid when they're supposed to? That's one broker that said that. I've never heard anybody say anything like that, and that she's absolutely right. Wow. Can we get her on the show? I, she would Maria. be a good one. Yes. I talk to her about it. Yes. Yeah. ATI is a place we want to hear from anybody who's helping improve the ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Please bookmark that for me. That's awesome. Okay. Um, oh, what do we got here? 
Three junk vehicles is what it looks like to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure which one that that, one is. that one on the top. He may have. He might have driven that one up, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah the other two. Oh, I know which ones these mm. are. We just did this load. Okay. This was a load from Tennessee. We dropped one in Memphis. We dropped the middle car in Memphis. We picked up another car in Memphis. Uh, actually. They actually, believe it or not, both those ran and drive. And I know that doesn't look like that. But we dropped off the middle car in Memphis. We had picked up that other car in Nashville. It was going to Granada. And then I picked up another vehicle in Granada. Everything was going down to Texas. Um, and it paid decent. It's been a rough week, though. I will say that. Um, I don't know if any of you noticed it, but there's only like 29,000 loads on the board right now. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you want to share that? Because I was just writing down. Uh, oh, three on dollar logistics notepads. Thank you. Is the show's called Should I Stay or Should I Go? And I want you yeah. to talk about why that is. So we're calling it that because, um, well, I have this happen all the time, and I'm sure most people do. Like you get a load and you find out that you're not going to make it in time. They're not going to leave it out. And, you know, that how often does that happen? Um, every once in a while, but very few and far between are they willing to set it outside. Um, and so you have to reason out. So say you get there and, and we're going to talk about this with Danny because this is why this all came up. But so he got to one of his places and they closed at five and um, he got there a little bit after that. He didn't know whether he should stay or should he go. And that's why we named the show that. Do you really want me to go through the whole thing? Or you want to wait until he's on the show so we can talk about it? Okay. So, well, <laughs> you're, te you're teasing it up. That's I'm good. I'm teasing it up. <laughs> and, and we want to know, and I'm in the live chat here, is that... Should I stay or should I go? Who's playing? Who wants to play? Should I stay or should I go? You're somebody's playing it right now. Should oh, yeah. I stay or should I go? I think they, they, that's a regular thing every day when you're looking at loads and just trying to decide how far your driver can get and whether it's worth stopping to grab something else to be there the next day. That that. It all kind of goes, and there's several factors that go, and should I stay or should I go? That's right. So we'll cover a bunch of different ones. Okay, good. So we got several factors. Now, I also want to say this. I shared it on LinkedIn, and I said it a different way, is that should I stay or should I go is happening. Mm -hmm. But what happens if a shipper hears that? What? Wait a minute. What do, you, what do you mean, your guy? Wait a minute. Here's what I'm getting at. You know that. There are folks, and I saw this too, shout out Marco. Marco just posted on LinkedIn this morning. Something that grinds his gears is somebody saying they've got 17,000 carriers. Mm -hmm. I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. Is that it doesn't make me mad that you say you have 17,000 carriers, but I'm saying, where is that button? I'm saying no. I'm saying you don't have 17,000 carriers. Now, the thing is, if a shipper thinks there are 17,000 carriers or 170,000 carriers or 17 million carriers or whatever you tell them, and then you tell them that the driver, yeah, oh, yeah, your car, yeah, we got a driver right down the street empty, ready to go. Yeah. Okay. Not only is he not empty down the street, ready to go, but he's still staring at the load board waiting for the rates to go up. And by the way, rates to go up doesn't imply that he needs, you know, extra cash to go to, to you know, a cruise. He's waiting for the rates to go up so he can cover his expenses yeah. and run a business. And the shipper has no idea that that's happening. No. Okay. 
Well, and do they even care? Would they care? Should I care? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they're worrying about their overhead. They're not worrying about anybody else's overhead. And that's fine, too. We all have something to worry about more than we want, right? Yeah. Um, but should I stay or should I go is real. There are carriers right now waiting for the rate to go up to an acceptable level where they can accept it and run their business. And and, and just to hammer it home, the shipper might be saying, but I already pay that. I, I'm, I'm paying plenty. Well, yeah. you might be paying plenty. It just means the carrier's not getting enough. Okay. Yeah. okay. I know. Tough subject. That's no fun at all, Jay. Keep it to yourself. Um, do you remember this one? Oh, and Danny's going to be up here in a minute. We're talking. Uh, we're talking about you, Danny. By the I way, would check, say check. that's a Dallas load to someplace. Now it was I, a two pack with one single. My driver. Uh, wow, it's been a while. I can't remember his name now. He used to call those the U bodies. Yeah, Did I think that's what they're called. U bodies. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't. Don, my gosh, shout out to Don. Don, I learned a lot from Don. And uh, which one is this? Which 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 load of <laughs> Danny's is, is Danny. this? This isn't Danny. <laughs> this is not Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Omg, really? Oh man. Well, okay. First of all, dead giveaway. Okay, so that's not that's not that's not a state. So that's, oh, this yeah. is another country. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, that explains know. a lot. Right. So maybe not. I, I mean, mean, we've I seen some know. crazy shit here, too. So. Why not? How do you load that, by the way? Uh, that's got to be a, a fork on, I would say. But it doesn't look like a bad car, though. Well, no. Like, Shoot. Why pay more? <laughs> right? <laughs> Just throw it on the back. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> what is it crushing is what I want to You said he was empty down the road, and we got this? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Auto Transport. Um, all right. We are going to talk about this a little because it is important. In that, um, this is a picture of a situation where a driver couldn't pull his truck and hook up to his trailer because right. this guy is parked on the street. Right. Now, pass. <laughs> hey, did you get the memo? Put, put, I mean, what? Yeah, anyways, we'll keep, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I want to say this. Before Danny gets here, I got two things I'm thinking about right now. This, Cox doubles down on central dispatch with a $100 million investment. I think about this every day since I've seen this. Uh -huh. Seriously. Um, this is a really big deal, and I'm not sure if everybody is aware what a big deal this is. Whether you, whether you like it or not, whether you're happy or sad, it doesn't matter. Because if, if this happens, and it looks like it's happening, it's going to change auto transport software. I think so, too. And I just... Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? I, no, I think so, too. I think it's going... I think their plan, ultimate plan, is going to be something to the effect of kind of like Super Dispatch, click the load, kind of grab it kind of thing. But the other thing they need to do, and if they're listening, I hope they are, this whole rating system... The fact that we do not get notifications of ratings any longer is crazy. We don't know if we've got a negative. We don't know if we got a positive. We don't know anything. So I, I don't know why they took that away that we're not getting the emails anymore, but it definitely needs to be redone differently. 
I was just thanking Elena in the live chat. Thank you guys so much. This is, you know, when you jump in the live chat, it we appreciate it so much. Shout out live chat. It's a big deal. Thank you. Chris has a question too. Oh, Chris about, has a question? Cool. Let's about go his right overhang. So, uh, yeah. yeah, he can have overhang. Um, we just don't do it through Missouri. And actually, Danny got busted up in Michigan for overhang. And I'd never heard that before. And we need to probably ask him who pulled him over, if it was a hypo or actual cop, because I'm sure it's going to make a difference, too, on whether they knew what they were doing. Because I don't know about anybody else. Has anybody else had uh, overhang issues in Michigan? And I've been doing this for So, yeah, Michigan. Uh, yeah, I was immediately thinking Missouri. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Missouri, and then someone the other day, and I'm trying to remember, there's another state that came up can't remember what it is if someone on it, it's one of my girls alina if you remember i think it was you tell me which state it was um but i've never heard michigan ever and he got busted over there for overhang um i just want to say this is that the other no news story overhang everything's on the table please feel right. free to live chat and ask us to uh continue on a topic but the other thing that's really on my mind is not necessarily Runbot by Runbuggy, but AI. And I know people are worn out on AI. I get it. Like, but here's the problem. It just got started. And I will, sh I'm going to tell you this. I just, I'm so, I feel so lucky. I just watched an AI webinar by this guy who's not like a ridiculous corporate tool. It was awesome. I learned a lot. Cool. And uh, and I, here's what I'm I'm going to tell you the takeaways. Here's two takeaways. Go sign up for premium Chat GPT. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Yeah. It's twenty bucks a month. Is what the guy said. I'm going to go check it out. And if it is twenty bucks a month, I'm going to sign up. The other thing is that uh, Microsoft has got this Bard AI whatever, and they just rebranded it to Gemini. And he's saying go sign up for that too. Now, I'm going to hold off on Gemini for a second. Um, I'm still mad every time I try to open a PowerPoint or a Word file and Bill Gates wants my money again. It drives me crazy. Mm -hmm. But, which doesn't matter at all, Jay. Uh -huh. <laughs> the point is, ChatGPT Premium and AI, mm -hmm. what is going to happen is this. This is going to happen. AI is going to be a part of everything. Which brings me back to Runbot AI. Let's talk about what Runbot AI should be able to do. It's going to utilize machine learning, which means it'll learn, right, independently. Mm -hmm. It won't be programmed. It'll learn to prioritize operational tasks, delivery challenges, and offer insights in complex scenarios. Which, by the way, who does that now? A dispatcher. Right. But it doesn't replace a dispatcher. It gives the dispatcher better tools, faster ability. This is the thing. We're all so worried. I think that's part of the AI thing. We're all worried we're all going to be replaced. Right. Well, is a mechanic replaced by the tools? No. The tools don't jump into the engine. The mechanic uses them. It's the same thing. Now... Can you do mechanic work without a bunch of great tools? No. I mean, you know, maybe. You know. It's more like castaway mechanic. 
That was funny. Um, but you know, I mean, you, you know, but it's a tool. These are tools. And so the tools, because it is so complex and uh, it'll have predictive capabilities for logistical bottlenecks and other things. Now, I also know part of the thing, part of the thing everybody's thinking is, okay, if it makes everybody's lives easier, can the people that work here get a decent rate, right? That's what we're all thinking. Yeah. If we can solve some of these rate problems, which again, should I stay or should I go? We can move on to the AI conversation. And I, that's, that's one of my functions, I think, is to bridge the gap of reality to companies that have the next and best and greatest and latest. Take care of your workforce. And they will help you take care of your customers. That's a camera one ending right there. You can just go to sleep right now. You're all good. But if you choose to stick around, right after this, we'll be live with Danny of DSK Hauler. Stick around. We'll be right back. Are you completely stressed out from all the calls and the contracts and the verifications of loads where nobody ever answers the phone? Call Murphy Auto Dispatch Services today. Murphy Auto Dispatch Services has over 15 years in the transport industry. We are your office while you are on the road. We book, we verify, and we bill out your loads for you. We have an excellent accounting staff and an even better dispatch team. Give us a call today at 417-273-0021. Or if you want to email me, it's murphyautotransport31 at yahoo.com. Give us a call today. Murphy Auto Transport Services, uh, that's the voice of Sue. Sue is here. She's my co-host on Thursdays. I'm going to put the information for Murphy Auto Transport Services in the live chat because if you don't already know, there's many reasons to contact Sue. You can get help staying loaded. You can get help shipping a car. You can learn more about broker packets or insurance or, man, there's all kinds of things. I'm Right or become a dispatcher. So hey, do you are you looking for dispatchers? Are you looking for carriers? Tell us more. Oh, both. Yeah, so now I, you got it. I know Muzi's on there right now. I know Elena's on there. I know both of them are looking for drivers. They each have one spot. Um, I also have a couple other people I know that each have one spot. So yes, we've got uh, opportunity available for anybody that needs a dispatcher. And I don't know if everybody knows who Muzi is, but Muzi is the one that created Dispatch Monkey and stuff like that. He's Great. So, and he's been doing this for a long time. Alina's been doing this for 10 years. She knows what she's doing too. Um, so yeah, if anybody needs a dispatcher, I've got a couple spots available and I'll send you in the direction of one of these people. <laughs> hey, uh, I just want to say, uh, and, and we got uh, Danny here. Before we get Danny, um, Chris says, yeah. Well, James says Michigan's cracking down on overhang. Okay. And, and Chris is... Uh, Thanks. I know. I know Missouri's bad uh, running New Jersey, PA general area. But yeah, thank you, James. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It, and if you have any details, right now that we're aware, this is how information works. Now that we're aware, are there more details? Like I don't know, speed traps or what? You know what? Are there yeah. areas or highways? Hey, well, I will or, say yeah. this. I don't know if everybody knows this, but if you use your Google. Uh, to you know for finding a place it will bring up speed traps i don't know if everybody knows this like whenever i even go from here to branson i'll put it up and it'll tell me if there's a cop 
have a speed trap up there. So I know it uses up your battery, but it works. <laughs> and then when they now when they add AI to that, you'll yeah, know where better. he goes next. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right now there's a, a law enforcement guy like what? Yeah, I didn't know uh, that. <laughs> hey Danny, can you see us and hear us okay? I can hear you guys. Awesome. Hey Danny. Hey. Hey, I'm going to listen here. in. Sue, you talk to Danny. Okay. He's your driver. <laughs> so we're going to talk, a, I don't know, do you want to talk, Danny, first about like expenses or do we want to talk about what happened the other night when we were talking about whether we should go or stay? That's the name of the show, so where do you want to start? Um, it's really up to you. I mean, uh, expenses? Uh, we can start with expenses. Okay, so... As we all know, everybody has expenses. They have maintenance expenses, and Danny's had an incredible lot of expenses just this last month. What do you about almost ten grand, right? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and yeah, those are uh, yeah. about Sorry. that. Yeah, um, and they're not technically maintenance. They were. Um, you had your um, what was it called, Danny? I can't remember. Uh, you mean the breakdown? Yeah, I know you changed out your desk. Um, yes, the uh, turbo. Uh, maintenance and, and, and turbocharger yeah. got replaced. Yeah. So, yeah, 2023 has been so far. Uh, and, there, and this is like painful. your <laughs> and this is like your second truck, correct? Since you started? Correct, yes. Correct, yeah. So, so what do you think the average the average lifespan of a pickup truck is in this business? Two? Oh, it's it, it's so hard to predict. It, it, it it'll depend on the maintenance, on the yeah. fluid that you're using, you know, I mean, how you drive, where you drive, you know, mm -hmm. uh, how much weight are you pulling, a lot yeah. of things. Also, you cannot really rely on the manufacturers that much anymore. Um, right. I mean, I've seen guys with you know brand new trucks with ten thousand miles on the odometer. Uh, having to replace transmissions, of course, under warranty, but uh, <laughs> you're out of work for months. Right. Parts are in that quarter. It's a disaster. Yeah. Right. So, like, through my experience, the average that I've had trucks last is anywhere between two to three years. Mm -hmm. That's probably a good yeah. average. Yeah, that's probably, you know, if you're working full-time, I would say, yeah, about 300,000 yeah. miles. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. And see, now, if you take into the fact that you could have, say, a single axle tractor trailer with, you know, a sleeper unit, so you don't have to rent hotel rooms, that kind of thing. And, you know, oh, the cost oh, of, let's say the cost of your truck was, I'm going to guess, seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually got a good deal on it. Uh, yeah. I bought a brand new in North uh, it was North Carolina, I think it was seventy out the door, and I do not pay sales tax uh, because I'm uh, not every dealership knows this. But once you have uh, um, a portion plates, you do not have to pay sales tax. Uh, but a lot of dealers will charge you that, and you have to wait one year to to get it back. So, yeah. So I, I think out the door it was uh, around seventy thousand, maybe a little less, sixty-eight, maybe. And and on average. I think you can find, and I haven't looked at them lately, but I know that a single axle tractor trailer, if you buy a used one, shall we say, and I'm not saying an old one, you probably get it in that price range. So uh, that's a good question. I know nothing about, you know, um, 
semis or, you know, bigger trucks. Uh, I think uh, there used to be a guy, Carlos Braxton, right, on the show a lot. And yeah. uh, I think he bought a bigger truck, right? He went from a pickup truck to a bigger truck. So um, yeah. I'd like to know more about that, yeah. I think, I, I don't know if Carlos is on today, but I know when Carlos bought, it's not a, it wasn't a true big rig. What are those smaller ones? What are so they? So he, yeah, uh, and this is actually interesting because Braxton would be good to talk no. about this because he ended up, It the thing is, I think it changed up his configuration, which mm -hmm. caused him some other. to get a different trailer too. Yeah. Yeah, at the same time. But, yeah. but he ended up. Oh, okay having some issues well what i think we all learned is it's important to know what what will changes in your truck and trailer configuration mm -hmm. due to other parts of Switch your equipment because i i i think he i think he i think he would say if he had it to do over again he might have picked a different cab mm -hmm. i think so oh well okay yeah, yeah. so it, yeah. and I, I just i point that out because it is. It's a. It's a big, and unfortunately, it's hard to unwind yeah. that decision. Yeah. And and here's the only reason why I'm putting comparisons together is if you and if you have your CDL, it's not a big deal. I know a lot of the truck drivers out there do not. I know Danny does, um, but a lot of them could actually be in what we're talking about, and those trucks go for what a million miles. Now, don't get me wrong. You're still gonna have the same problems. You're gonna have transmission motor but you probably aren't going to have it as soon as you do in a pickup truck and the guys that i have had that had a big rig and a truck like when they've replaced the motor they both paid twenty thousand dollars for the motor in the big rig or the pickup truck so that would be something that when you're getting into this business you need to look at because you have hotel expenses you have different expenses if you don't have someplace you can sleep and you know, right, Danny? Because you you rent a hotel room every night. I uh, no, I I sleep in the truck, and uh, I'm only I usually get a hotel on the Saturday for my 34 hour resort. Uh, I have to have that. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it will be hard. It's huge. Not only that it's um, costly, but you also have to find place to park. <laughs> you know, like uh, not every hotel has a uh, proper parking place for, for it a 53 trailer you know right right and i know some of the guys stay at like the um flying jays and stuff like that and they can make reservations ahead of time i don't know if they're all like that but i know that um paladin would do that on a regular basis make his reservation before he even got there yeah hey i just updated my virtual yeah but you gotta know your numbers <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're always tweaking, right? So yeah. what's the number one number that you find that you need to keep track of? Is it fuel? Is it tires? What is it? Everything. Yeah. Everything. You better know your numbers. Uh, fuel, you know, what is your cost per mile to operate? Because per day, almost. if you don't, I mean, you would, you would think you're making money, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. One of my drivers knew what he had to make every single day to be able to make money, and that was a while back. So I couldn't even tell you if it would make any difference if I gave you that figure because gas is different, everything's different, you know. And everybody's expenses are all different too. I mean, some people might not have a trailer payment, 
or a truck payment some people do so yeah yeah hey sue i wanted to ask you you were talking about what'd you say twenty nine thousand loads on the load board yeah while we're talking to danny you want to pull up the load no. board i know it's not actually it I sounds do. i have it up doesn't that man wasn't it like just a month ago like 65 16 well it had gone up when we had that two weeks of snow well it wasn't just the snow it was the holiday it was christmas and it was new year's and then we had snow it all bulks up because not as many drivers are on the road they're definitely this season for the holiday season i'm going to say only half the drivers were on the road compared to what you know normally it is um so that helps bulk it up but then we always get the weather where people can't go certain places and people aren't selling cars as fast and stuff like that so then it comes back in and it just whoosh, and then you've got seventy thousand loads on the board but it they're all gone again like i said it would take about two weeks for all that to filter out when everybody's back on on the road and here we are back down to twenty nine thousand. um and really wow, yeah and you can see the very top ones are in canada <laughs> so it doesn't even do me any good canada or alaska Anyways, um, do me a favor for the share, next three days. Share your screen too, will you? Okay. Hold yeah, on. thanks. And, and 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 what area is Danny again? He's in Dallas right now. Uh, um, did you already load the vans, Danny? Yeah. Okay. And he is uh, going no, to go. Right the yep. Am I on the right? Can you see my screen? We see. Yes, Central Dispatch. Thank is you. Is it the one that says twenty nine thousand? It is. Yeah. Okay. You got it. Cool. Okay. Um, and he's heading to Louisiana and I've almost got him loaded out of Louisiana again. Um, and we're going to go to Tennessee, Knoxville area. Um, but I know everybody has been having problems in Dallas, uh, all week long. I didn't seem to have that big of a problem. <laughs> I guess I'm lucky. They always chew me out when they're calling me and they're asking me if I got loaded and I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> you know? But um, we had a couple big vans. That's what we're taking right now. And then I had my own customer. He had a Maserati that was in Dallas going to Slidell. And he always pays really, really well. So anytime I can take anything for him, I do that. Um, I'd given Elena uh, three vehicles the other day for him going down to uh, uh, my guy in Slidell. So he buys them on a regular basis. So that's very helpful for me when it comes to Dallas part of it. But um, I did take two big vans for U-Ship and um, they're paying $1.27 a mile. They're going into Lake Charles and then we've got one into Slidell. Um, so, and I don't know, let me see if I can show you guys the van. Not yet. You haven't put them on there yet, have you, Danny? Nope. What's that? The vans. Oh, they're not loaded yet. I think he's. Did he oh, say uh, that? Not, not yet, but I'm right outside the uh, the. Uh, oh, you're uh, outside the of the yard. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Okay. So, but did you see that? Hold on. Hold on. I'm coming. Corner back. office, on the sixth floor. Did you notice that right there? We were just looking at. We're literally talking to a driver, talking about his load, and looking at accessing his mobile app and inspection online. Yes. Live on YouTube and LinkedIn on a show about auto logistics. Now, I realize Captain Obvious, but that's where we are now. Right. 
never would have been able to do this. What, That's amazing. Like, what, five years ago? No, That's five years ago. I mean, mm -hmm. nah, mate, actually we could have, but it, it would have been rudimentary, but yeah. I mean... That's how new this stuff is. And again, that's why in the back of my mind, what are my two stories? What two stories are I thinking of in the back of my mind? Central Dispatch 100 million and mm -hmm. AI. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, that's enough of that, Jay. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> Should we talk about should we stay or should we go? <laughs> yeah. Should we stay or should we go? All right. Okay, so Dan now Danny... I'm just going to stop sh your sharing so we yeah. go back to just talking. Uh, Danny, is Danny, Danny's not in the should I stay or should I go at the moment. He's going. No, he's going. He's so going. We're going, what we're yep. talking about, Danny, was the other night when, okay, so I had taken a three-pack of uh, trucks for United Road from New Orleans to, uh, was it Alexandria, Louisiana, something like that. Um, it was mm -hmm. 224 miles and it was like almost $900. So we had enough time to pick up another load. That was my whole goal. So first off, if you're going to do something like that, you're always looking to see if you can pick up something the same day because then it doubles your money, shall we say. So I had found a two-pack um, of two 2500s that were about 70 miles below him in Brokerage that were going over to Hammond for $500. Well, the crazy part is, is this dealership, their phones did not work. It kept going saying that you called the wrong number. I'm checking to make sure it's the right number online. I sent them an email through their website. I call all the local like dealerships around them that are listed with them and they keep giving me the same number. I keep telling them that their phone isn't working. Nobody does anything about it. Danny shows up there and like, there's nothing wrong with our phones. And I even checked again and it's still their phones aren't working. So whatever. Anyways, when he got there, they were in the fleet department. They wouldn't let him pick it up because the fleet department closed at five. And even though they were up until six, nobody would help him. So here's the question. Do you stay for that extra $500 or do you go? Because I already had a three pack out of Baton Rouge, which he was about an hour away from. And that was going to Dallas. So the conundrum is this. Do you go or do you stay? Do you want that extra $500? Now, if Danny could have picked up the three-pack and gone to Dallas and been picked up the same day, then we're making money. If we can't do that, then you stay for the extra $500. Because why not take an extra $500 if you got to spend the night anyways, right? <laughs> so yeah. that's what you always have to think about. Um, now, if he had been able to be there and we could have picked up a load and like say this load that I got, he could have picked up, but they closed it for, there was never gonna, that wasn't gonna happen. Then if he could have done double that amount, I would have told him to go. But I knew he wasn't gonna make it in time to be sure that we could get loaded and get out of there. Out of Dallas, yeah. Yeah. So, and now I that's one of the, yeah. the things that we deal with when we're doing this stuff. And it's always a question that me and Danny or whoever driver will, will talk about and whether it's worth staying or not. Or like, for example, I think last week, um, didn't we leave without one too, Danny? Because we just, we wanted to get to the next place so we could make enough money. And I always say, if it's a $300 yeah. car, there's no point in spending the night for a $300 car when you're going to make more money the next day. Because to me, if you lose the whole day for, say, $1,500 over $300, you're not making money. You need to move. This situation that we dealt with the other night is a little different, though, because we knew we weren't going to make the, the time. So he picked them up that morning. It was only, what, an hour drive over to, well, no, it was two hours exactly. to drive back an hour back. Yeah. So it was worth doing to pick up the extra 500 bucks. And then you were there this morning to drop, right? 
Yep, yep, yeah. yep, I was. But the dealership told me that I got the number wrong. When I spoke to the manager. Anyway. So, All right, that was a good description. I like that. I like that because for a dispatcher, yes, this is an ongoing thing. I'll tell my story of should I stay or should I go. Yeah, I had an extreme version okay. where I had a driver mm -hmm. that would insist that we sit and wait for days. <laughs> we really did that. I, I've had a couple of them myself, yeah. And Until he would send me photos. Up. <laughs> so he started sending me photos each morning outside the view outside of his window saying, hey, I'm getting tired of this view. And I was thinking, I was thinking, well, me too. <laughs> so what are we doing? And he was saying, well, we're just going to wait. We're just going to wait until those rates come up. And I need you to work on those. Oh I need you God. to negotiate, Jay. <laughs> It's like my, when my grandpa used to say to me, don't be afraid of work. I'm like, I'm not afraid of it. Okay, well, don't be afraid of it. So, yeah, I'm negotiating. I'm trying. I'm scanning. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm freaking out, you know? Yeah. I, I'm drinking. <laughs> I'm, work, I'm trying to work through this. I'm tired of looking out your front window. And then we got to the point where, well, you know what? I see some good stuff. In Denver. I'm going to Denver. I'm like, oh, oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. <laughs> what? Wait, you're going to drive? Okay, well, I see one. I'm just going to grab it. I'm going to call it. I'm going to grab it. I'm going to go to Denver. And he's off. And now I'm not only not booking that car to Denver, which, by the way, as a dispatcher, I had a rule. If I didn't book it, then I wasn't going to charge you that percentage. Right. You know, all everybody's different. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I just was, I don't know, I was trying to be, whatever. Right. I knew that, yeah. and this goes to another principle of mine, I knew that this is a red flag, and if I get enough of these red flags, we ain't, we ain't going to be able to continue this. Right. Yeah, this is right. crazy. So, gets the car, goes to Denver. <laughs> all I remember is, at one point he got it, he caught in a sandstorm near Phoenix, <laughs> Like this whole oh, idea man. of just going, just picking up and going to another city and hoping for better, That's, that yeah. doesn't work. No. That doesn't I've work. Never had it work either. That does not work. And right now somebody's doing that. Yeah. And it doesn't work. <laughs> and now you're just now you're just driving angry. Now you're like all the other four wheelers on the road. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh and that's a problem too. But so, and you also can't sit there. No. Right? And this is no. why uh, I, yeah, the make decisions, you have to make a decision. You have to, I, we used to talk about this, booking out of Houston. Mm -hmm. um, oh. I was found Houston at the time to be one of those cities where you got to pit, you got to make well, a decision. That's where Danny's from. So, yes, we know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the worst cities, Houston, Dallas. And Austin, for me, my, my least favorite. Yeah, good, dude. Absolutely. In Houston, you got to make a decision. In Dallas, you got to have brass balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. And so, yeah, you have to make a decision. And and the thing is, so with this guy, when I'd say, "Listen, man, I booked one. I got a good paying van in Houston. We're in Houston. <laughs> We're near Houston. 
we're in Beaumont, whatever. I got a good paying van. We're going to get out of here. Well, what, what are you going to, and then, then we go into Negativeville. Well, what are you going to put with it? I'm working on that. Yeah. All right. Well, man, <laughs> you know, I got my truck payments, my house payments, my pool payments. Oh my I know. Gosh, yes, can we get off the phone so yes, I can go yes. book stuff? Yeah. You know, and this is where, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it's, it, it takes a team. It would be, it'd be like the quarterback looking at the coach. Well, what are we going to do? You're going to go out there and you're going to run <laughs> this play. Well, what if it doesn't work? Forget about it. We got four downs. So how long was the driver working for you, Jay? I mean. <laughs> Take it away, Danny. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, how long were you guys working together for that driver, specifically, Danny? Ah, uh, too long is the answer. Too long. <laughs> too long? Yeah, okay. I will say this. <laughs> and all's fair in love and war. And he doesn't watch this channel, I'm sure. There's no way he's still hauling cars. Can't That, that can't be possible. <laughs> Um, is that I actually spent a Thanksgiving, a f my f the family, relatives, everybody was inside hanging out. I you stood on the back porch trying to find a forklift driver in Virginia Beach. That would work on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Which didn't happen. So no. I basically just mixed, I missed Thanksgiving and a forklift driver. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, well, what, you know, come on, we got to work together. <laughs> right? So that's... Well, you asked. No. <laughs> um, all right. So we got, should I stay or should we go? We're talking about maintenance. Danny, we know you're busy. Uh, Sue, how about this? Expenses, maintenance, rates, turbo, pickup truck, transmission, sleeper, CDL, anything that we're forgetting before we let Danny go? I don't think so, unless Danny has something he wants to talk about. Danny, let, how about this? How about parting message? What what would you say to it's okay? Who who sets the rates, Maybe. Danny? Who yeah. who sets the rates? Yeah, there you go. Who sets who sets the rates? Yeah, yeah. This is a philosophical question. I think it's a trick question, but the question is who sets the rates in auto transport? Uh, both <laughs> shipper and the driver could set these rates as well. Shipper and the driver. <laughs> shipper and the driver. Okay. And now, opinion, yeah. are you, do you, so when you said, do you feel like you're able to negotiate for the rates, or Sue and Danny, do you feel like you're able to get the rates that, you know, a driver needs to haul the vehicle and run a business in today's marketplace with his 29,000 loads? Is it monthly? Is it I weekly? I think it's hard, but I know Sue is doing the best for me, so she's got my back. And it's other than that, it's probably hard to, to, to get more money. I can even tell it. Right. Sue helps you focus on the driving. Yes. Yeah, she's the best. Can you can you imagine if you had to do all that yourself? I, I, honestly, I cannot imagine, Jay. I cannot imagine. It's, and, it's, it's a lot, you know? It is a lot. Well, and I know that's a loaded question. There's somebody right now saying, I don't have a dispatcher. I don't need a dispatcher. I don't want a dispatcher. And I'm not trying to talk you into one. Right. But it is, I can imagine um, that, yeah, if once you get accustomed to having the dispatcher manage that stuff, to go, Danny, what happens if, what happens if you let go Sue tomorrow? What are you going to do? Well, I, I wouldn't go for... <laughs> doing it myself honestly i mean uh, there's so much to do all the time 
so many things to worry about. It just would be impossible for me. I know maybe some people can, but I'm not one of those people. I know that, you know, dispatching, and this is not a dispatching commercial, but I just wanted to talk about it. All right, is there any, that might have been our final thought. Anything else before we let you go, Danny? No, know your cough. Um, You know, experience is everything. Know your cost of operation and know your numbers, basically. (laughs) That's pretty much it. DDD says, hell no, the rates ain't fair. No. In general, I agree. No. I don't. I don't think yeah. they. In general, we get some diamonds every once in a while. You know, but in general, but they used to be better. And when he and also when we we're talking to Danny about whether the shippers or the the transporters, the transporters by taking these cheap cheap loads drive the prices down too. Yeah, that that's there we a go. Good right. Thing. Yeah, I had to pull this one up. Yeah, I sent you that one. That's horrible. All right, this just... is this is real, Danny. We got on the screen. Here we go. He, she's a real beaut, Danny. I'm your dispatcher. Okay, <laughs> it's six hundred and ninety. It's gonna pay six hundred ninety-one dollars. Woohoo! Oh, it's uh, six vehicles. <laughs> oh, that's, cents a oh mile. my god! From, that's right. Yeah. From Columbia, Tennessee, 33, 33 miles south of Nashville. So if we're in Nashville, we're still gonna add another seventy. Yeah. Uh, and it goes to Clinton Township. Six vehicles, pay six ninety one. How are you feeling about that? Should I book it? Oh my god! Don't even get me started. He would think there was something wrong with me if I called and asked him for that. <laughs> <laughs> and what's crazy about this? I will guarantee you that load has three or four drops too, because that's what they Pretty do. Imagine. Oh my god! Yeah. So, how about this? I, I, there's two games I like to play. Number one is, what do you think the shipper's paying? Hmm. But before we get to that one, what should this pay? Uh, a minimum of $300 a vehicle, I think. All right. That's yeah. a minimum. Get out my little calculator here. Three. And it's a six car, so that's why I'm saying Time that. Time six. And of course, oh, we, don't know what, we didn't bring down the types of vehicles. For all we know, they're all pickup trucks. Who knows? So, we're off by a it good $1,000. Like it does look like it because if you look at it, it's fifty five hundred pounds. They're hundred ninety nine in length. They're big. Exactly, that's like the pickup truck or SUV. Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous, and they're seventy high. So if not, if nothing else, they're big SUVs or something to that effect. You know that Tahoe's. Uh, probably Tahoe's. You know, six ninety one <laughs> divided by six is uh, one hundred and fifteen. Each each vehicle pays one hundred and fifteen dollars. To go six hundred and three miles, which is actually more than that. Yeah. So. What? All right, let's go back to what do you think the shipper's paying, and what do you think the shipper thinks? Uh, well, let's go to what do you think? The, what is the shipper paying? Let's say I'm they're let's the say they're shipper, SUVs, or I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if I was going to charge the shipper anything, a minimum of two grand. And and but the yeah, problem is, this is probably a volume deal. Yeah. These might even be new vehicles. Are they? I'm we sure. Don't know. Okay, right? So if yeah. they're new vehicles, yeah, so this is a plant or a railhead, right? Do we know yeah. if Columbia is a plant or a railhead? I didn't think Columbia was. I thought it was Smyrna. Right. So I'm thinking dealer to dealer, but either could way. Be a, hey, it could be an overflow lot. Yeah, it could be. Right? I was talking to an OEM about overflow lots. Actually, well, an OEM logistics guy. And uh, yeah, overflow lots are common. Yeah. 
And you know why? This is awesome. Overflow lots are common because if a logistics service provider is the reason why there's a bottleneck with output of vehicles, guess what happens? Guillotine. <laughs> so they will do anything to not backlog the plant from putting uh, out more cars. cars. Put them anywhere. Gotcha. Call your aunt and your uncle and the kids and <laughs> find out if there's room in the backyard. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. So anyways, so these are probably new vehicles. And yeah, now, well, oh, shoot. Each one is 5,500 pounds? Yeah, that's what it's saying. Exactly. Oh, God. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So these new vehicles, man, that's a steal. If the shipper's paying anywhere near 115 a unit, well, heck. Well, now wait a minute. <laughs> so they're they. If you can, if if this broker, right? It's a broker. Yes. If this broker is able to get 300 a unit from them, and sell and, it for 115 a and, unit, and actually yeah. now we're back at what the carrier should be getting paid, right? Yeah. Yeah. 300 times 6, that's 1,800. Yeah. 1,800, what, 600 miles divided by 1,800? About 33 cents a mile. No. Yeah, I know. I hate this part. This is why no, I don't work. Three, 300 is department. half of 603. So you're almost at 50 cents a mile per car. Okay, yeah, you're right. Okay, so would you do it for 250 a car... And the broker keeps $50 broker fee. And at that volume, you know, why not? I think what's happened to... I would. It's kind of like... them to Detroit, too, where you're going to get bank out of it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, well, yeah. The broker the broker fee could be 50 bucks a unit. if you're Especially if you're moving 2,000 units. Well, shoot, it's probably 5,000 units times $50 broker fee. You're still going to make, shoot, man, 250 grand on this deal. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like soda. You know, why is soda, you're charging me like a buck and a half, two bucks for a soda when the syrup and the carbonation was only like a nickel yeah. or a dime. Right. Right? Is that what's happened? The sodatization of <laughs> auto transport <laughs> rates? Because you don't need to make, listen, if you're paying me 115 a unit, and you're making 115, 175 a unit. What happened? Yeah. It shouldn't be more than that. That's, <laughs> That's crazy. horrible. I that mean, it's terrible. Yeah. And and uh, the reason why this is easy to do is that I feel like I see w this this company gets shared a lot. I have a feeling you're correct because we all know it's a big Cuz it's a, it's a reg it's a recurring problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gary's checking out the ratings. <laughs> well, Thanks, here's Gary. the thing about it. It wouldn't matter if you wanted the load. They don't answer the phone anyways. <laughs> oh, and DDD, if you damage one vehicle, it costs more than the whole load. Good point. Yeah. There you yeah. go. I mean, I, oh there is God, almost right. no upside to taking this. No. No, there's not. And I'm telling you right now, it probably goes to three or four different locations, oh, too. Their stuff is never one totally hit, right. one drop. It's it multiple drops. Every time. And, and so, 
I mean, the churn of the carrier Rolodex must be high, right? Yeah. Because even a fly-by-night, it's talked about. Here we go, Gary. Fly-by-night carriers. Even a fly-by-night carrier is going to be like, yeah, that load was not worth it. No. Right? No. <laughs> I mean, it. right? No. In fact, that fly-by-night carriers. Is, anybody... Are there any trucks named Fly by Night? Um, you shared this too. This is, and I, we're just doing this for kicks. Three hundred dollars for table, chair, and lamps. Yeah. Uh, from Texas to Georgia. Yeah. You know what? I I think you know what I think. I think we can put that with the six uh, Pro Masters paying seventy five bucks each. Just <laughs> throw that in the back of the truck. Exactly. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, there might be like a bird in a cage and a statue. It's just like shipping wars. Well, I just can't figure out why people think it's okay to list this stuff on there. Like it's normal. I know. Well, this is where I stand up and say, you know what? If you can do whatever you want and not a transport, you can certainly list tables and chairs and <laughs> monkey bars and everything. Well, I mean, we've seen everything. So. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, guess there we haven't is seen no, everything. But there is no more. After, I don't know. I don't know. Did, did it used to be this way, though? I don't remember. I don't remember it either. Seeing this kind of crazy like, stuff on here, only for maybe the last what three, four years. The the ten years ago, the funniest thing was a bread truck. Right. Yeah. Right. Or a food truck or something like right. that. And you're you'd like, how are you going to carry truck. that? Then you'd yeah. see a bus, and yeah. then you'd see like a crane with a boom. Right. Right. But now, I mean, it's pinball machines and it's whatever. <laughs> I mean, which is funny. I don't know. Does that stuff ever get moved? I'd love to see the metrics on that. There you go. <laughs> Maybe we can um, get the central bot. <laughs> yeah, let's, exactly. Let's get that AI going. Yeah, yeah. Anybody have any last questions for Danny? We're going to let him go. Um, Danny, thank you so much yeah, thank for you, joining Danny. us. That was awesome. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. Safe travels out there. Yes. Let me know if there's a thank problem you. with fans. <laughs> exactly. Any issues? Sure. I don't know. All right. Thanks, Danny. Thanks, All right. Here we go. And I'll put Bye. you back in the waiting room. And thank you, Danny. Um, All right. So what we'll do is we're almost at one o'clock. Oh, I do. I still have a couple. I do want. Let's see. Let's get through some. Try and do some news here real quick. Um, This is a weird story. Uh, Financial Crimes Enforcement Network's new reporting requirements hits owner-operators and small fleets. So the U.S. Treasury Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, FinCEN, now administers a reporting system aimed at all manner of small businesses through the U.S. and a newly established LLC, corporation, LLP, or some other business types, including any other owner-operator small fleet is followed with the secretary, has 90 days to report beneficial ownership information to FinCEN and the Treasury, Penalties are severe. Now, I'm reading this because I, right before I read this, I was reading how, like, in New York, they're handing out, like, debit cards to migrants. Yeah. Right. Okay? And I don't want to get in the weeds of craziness, but how do you have severe penalties for not reporting a newly established LLC corporation LLP when, well, clearly... The United States is a bottomless pit of funding. So I don't, I don't really get it. And I'm not here to make anybody mad, but it sounds about right. So everything's in everything's in, in order. Oh, and there yeah, there's the, there's the article. Um, moving on. 
Fuel card skimming. Now, it is what surprised me. Uh, okay, two things surprised me. One is uh, magnet strip cards that don't have a security chip mm -hmm. have higher chance of getting defrauded. Yeah. And scammers can take advantage of environments in which the driver relies on the magnet strip. And they'll, what they'll do is they'll, I guess scammers will disable the chip reader. I don't know. But just, you know, stranger danger beware. For the driver, once fraud is detected, the car will be blocked. This causes a problem on the road. And one fleet was saying ten grand a month in fraud charges. Wow. Whoa. So just, yeah, we all have our hats on. on car, down, like, let's go to us. Right. Do you think about credit card skimming in your daily life? No. See, I try, no, actually, I try yeah. to, and yeah. then I forget because I'm in the transaction. Right. I just got gas, totally forgot again. Well, I don't even know what it looks like. You know, like, is it like Escape from Alcatraz where Clint Eastwood is digging away at the stone and puts a fake grade up? Is that, does it look, can you tell? No, I don't think you can tell. And I think it happens mainly to debit cards more than it does credit cards. Um, I don't know why, but you'll see, like where I live down in Theodosia, if we had a local gas station and it happened to this girl that worked for me almost every week that she would go in and use her card to get gas. And the next thing you know, they were shutting off her card because someone was doing something to it and using money on her card, which sucks about debit cards is, is you don't get that money back for several days. So if that's your money to live on, you're screwed. The other thing with debit cards I don't, and well, credit cards, debit cards, most people don't understand is when you go to get gas, they hold, uh, usually at least $50 over whatever you spent, too. And then don't give it back to you for 24 to 48 hours. So there's a few things in there. Also, I, I, I learned this. Uh, I don't use my debit card anymore as I don't a credit card. I don't believe them. I don't like them because of that. Okay. Right there. Yeah, I, I, I only Venmo. use that stuff for banking. Yeah. I mean, in secure environments with hazmat mm -hmm. suits. Yeah. Never use, use your debit card. I use Venmo and Cash App, and I've never, the only time I've ever had any problems with it was I was, you know, where you go get a drink and like a Pepsi thing and it scans your card. It scanned my card like three or four times one time and I contacted them right away. Gave me back I've lost money on a vending machine too. Yeah. I, I just call them up and they give me back my money. So I'm just like, okay. But that's the only time I've ever had anything happen where anything got, and I don't consider that stolen. That's just their machine doing crazy shit. Um, but I, yeah, I've never had that ever happen on one of Venmo's or Cash Apps. I don't know if it's different than a debit card or what, because it's essentially backed by a credit card. So I did. Uh, this was a long, you know, it's interesting. The DOT regulation stuff where I hand it to Brian, mm -hmm. man, this stuff is hard to follow. And it's such a great reminder that just just managing the legality of being a carrier is a full-time job. Yeah. I'm going to even, I'm going to try to read it. Here we go. Hey, everyone. 
company with two years experience transferred to my name and the FMCSA gave me new USDOT but three days ago FMCSA attached the new USADOT with old MC number but now my company status shows not authorized but FMCSA didn't inform me why now it shows inactive I'm confused it could be the old insurance with old USDOT if I get new insurance some people say your company is inactive if you activate it it will show new to brokers but they won't give you the load they treated you like new carrier your past two years experience not visible to them please help me Brian understood it. Uh, I'm reading it like a bot. What was likely happened is your insurance company did not file an updated MCS 90 with the FMCSA to reflect new ownership information and the new USDOT number without a current and active MCS 90 filing your authority will be suspended and shows as inactive. Yep. Purchasing an exist. Wow, you follow this is yep. great. No wonder you had it happen. No wonder uh, you're so good. Look at that. You follow this? <laughs> yep. Playoffs. Purchasing an existing MC number will not help you avoid the new carrier identity unless the company you purchased was set up as a corporation with stock and you simply purchased all the outstanding stock. Any other sale or transfer will require a new USDOT number and therefore the record will show as a new carrier despite the age of the operating authority. Many brokers don't catch this, but the high quality ones will catch it and flag you as a new carrier as they should because unless you purchase an ongoing and operating entity with the existing management and such, you are a new carrier. Actually, this is why this kind of legality stuff, this is why I try to follow uh licensing and registration mm -hmm. of uh dmv stuff and titling with new vehicles because it's yeah. it's about as complicated on the dealer side yeah and brian's great he Man, knows i'm like please answer this um here we go this is blank we had the <laughs> we had, this this company was featured just a few weeks ago yes. same company same blank company. one trucking. This blank one is the company I was talking about, the fake broker. Scam yep. fake company. No insurance. Fake paperwork. Be aware of this carrier. They are harming the industry for their stupid purposes. Carrier like this has no place on Central. Do not give me any order. And they replied, you're a fake company. Our papers are on Central. I sent you all my papers when you gave me the fake contract. So let you, so I let you know I got the three cars from blankety blank with payment paid COP by the dealer and picked up on time, delivered on time, the contract direct from the dealer. That's why I canceled your amazing contract. We'll send, <laughs> amazing, that's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. Your amazing contract. We'll send all the info to Central to spoof the negative you gave us. You're a fake broker. Yep. And I let them haul from me because I knew exactly who they were talking about. This is wild, man. Yeah. So I think this is, and this will be important, camera one. With your $100 million investment, yeah. there has to be a way to clean up some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly how, but I'm telling you, you have to do something, right? Well, yeah, because once this goes and there's, say, all of a sudden you have 10 people on here who's not getting paid, it's too late. It's absolutely too late for anybody to do anything. Those people are out all that money. So there's got to be a different way of doing this, I think. I think, D man, Chris Chamberlain booked a show earlier. I think DDD might be booking a show. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, let's go to the live chat. Let's do it, DDD. Um, dispatching live in May. <laughs> uh, driving without a dispatcher. Man, uh, dude, everyone will tune in for that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let me know if that works, DDD. 
Um, <clears throat> and it doesn't matter. See, that's saying, and I said this before. It doesn't matter what I think of the topic. What matters is if it's relevant and important. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about anything relevant and important in automotive. Not the weather. We might talk about cocktails at the end of the show. Oh, here, check this out. Watch this video. This is awesome. There's no sound. And the first time I watched it, like, <laughs> the customer got my attention. Then I was like, yeah. wait, I got to see that again. So it'll keep rolling. Okay, so we're playing volleyball, and the volleyball net goes through the days. The shipper lobs it over, the broker to the carrier, to the broker, the shipper to the customer, and... Blam. <laughs> bam! The customer knocks the broker and the carrier out, but the logistics manager is there to help kick it back to the shipper. But by the way, did any work get done? I don't know. I don't know if anything got delivered, but check this out. Go, customer, Go! <laughs> this is so funny and it really interestingly enough it tells an actual story so shout out I don't know who made it it's pretty cool I like it uh, I think I got another we need to talk about oh we need to talk about broker bond yes alright so take it away what are we doing so we I had someone call me the other day and they had worked for a broker and they hadn't been paid and they didn't know how to go about doing any of this stuff. So most how it's supposed to work, if you need to file against a broker bond, you have to wait 30 days uh, after it's been passed due. That's the number one thing. Two, make sure you keep your contract. You're gonna have to have your contract. You're gonna have to have your bill of lading. To go find out who their broker bond company is, go to Central Dispatch, go look up their information. The broker bond company is there. Each of the broker bond companies have different procedures. Most of them want you to send an email. They'll send you a packet, something to that effect. Some of them have an online, some of them you actually talk to. So once you get all their packet information and whatever they need to process, usually what happens first is I always ask the bond company if they'll answer you if they have any other um, situations with this particular company. Um, just so you kind of know what you're getting into because as we all know, there's not as much money against a broker bond as there should be. You may never see any money. And if they've got a whole bunch of people listed trying to go after this particular broker, you know you're probably at the bottom of that list and you're probably not going to see a dime. Um, now, if it's a normal broker and maybe they just slipped up and you know how some of these broker accounting departments never answer the phone. Um, and in, in particular, this one he called about is a broker that I deal with on a regular. We've always been paid. So I kind of think it's a slip up. But we told him how to go. We gave him the broker bond company, phone number, name, that kind of thing to call them. And usually what happens if it's a slip up, that um, bond company will just call the uh, actual broker and say, hey, this company didn't get paid. What's going on? And they'll get it straightened out right then and there. The, that's not always the case, but with this one, I think that's what's going to happen. But he didn't know anything about doing it. He had called me from the show and we helped him, you know, get all the information. But I, it's not a common practice to have to go against a broker bond. So I thought we better talk about it and go over it a little bit. Well, I appreciate that. I'm glad you did that for us. You know about the broker bond. You know, I, when I was dispatching, mm -hmm. I really didn't do much with broker bonds in that right. it takes a while to learn what the heck you're talking about. Yeah. Right? This and is all stuff that just happens over the exactly. years of experience. It's a real yeah. learning curve. 
Yeah. And so what's broker broker bond 101? Just to hit it again in a quick fashion, what's broker bond 101? 30 days past due. Um, then contact your broker bond company and that, like I said, go to Central Dispatch. All of their information should be listed there along with the phone number and then you contact them. Usually when you call the phone number, it's going to say go to this website or send me an email. Then just follow whatever procedure they need to get it done. And I, but always ask when you're doing this, is there other people filing against this bond? Just so you kind of know what's going on. Okay, well, I see a YouTube short in your future. That was perfect. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I got some more news. Uh, oh, we got another video. Yeah, oh, this is cool. So Dan the man, Dan the Dooley Holland man, uh -huh. he was here. Okay. All right, here's a video. All this open parking lot. This is right here why all... Here we go. Let me start again. Now you got the sound. Okay. All this open parking lot. This is right here why auction fees have gotten so high. All this empty space. Just 12 months ago, all this empty space was filled by Chevy Colorados from GM Winsfeld plant. Who knows how much they were paying to Cox Automotive to put their vehicles here. But now that it's all empty, something tells me auction fees have gone up. We wouldn't know that because they don't post it anywhere and none of the employees know how much fees are. It's like a slot. You just gotta raise your hand up high and hold it there to see what is the fee gonna be. <laughs> so I know. So I don't know where he is, although he okay. he is in Colorado. Oh, he is. Okay. So that could be Mannheim, Denver, or could something. Mannheim, Denver, and Aurora. Yeah. Uh, exactly in Aurora. And so um, he Dan is also he's a dealer and a car hauler. He's on the show yeah. recently, and he yeah. loves to talk about auction fees. Now, something that I really share with Dan is. I hate not knowing something that totally could have been told to me. Right. I can't stand it. And especially when you get dinged by it after the fact. Right. Like, if you knew, you really should have told me. And right. he's like, he's, he shared this screenshot. He bought a Cadillac XT5. The buy fees were 555 Now... Anybody could look at this and say, well, I don't know what the problem is, right? And maybe I'm thinking that right now. But he knows if that auction fee would have been posted, he would not have bought it. Gotcha. And he didn't know until he purchased it. Why? Yeah, he should know. I mean, come on. You know, like, yeah. You know, that's why, like, even, like, <laughs> how about how about restaurants? Where you get a menu and there's no prices on it. Right, exactly. Now, exactly. If I if it's Valentine's Day, oh, I get it. We're gonna do that, right? Because it does, money's no object. <laughs> but if I'm doing a transaction that pertains to my business, yeah, yeah. I want to know the price. Yeah, because well, you got to figure that into the cost of it yes. all. Yes. Yeah. 
And he has brought this up before. There must be a real problem, and he wants to talk about it. It must be because that seems high to me, too. I, yeah, actually, you know if you look at it, yeah, because what are we talking about? This yeah. is like a broker fee, right? Right. Yeah. What, what, what did you do entail? for five five five? Yeah, let's yeah. look at that. Yeah. And I know again, I know you you there ain't no other fine. automotive platform where you're gonna see this because this is anti business. What do you mean you're looking at the price? <laughs> well, I'm curious as to what if what he used to pay or you know, what he considers normal compared to this too. And I, I well I've talked with, so, okay, so when you acquire a vehicle at an auction, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, so you got to put your hand up, and they got to do some paperwork, and they got to run right. the car, so there's going to be some labor. Right. Um, But, like, who paid, who paid the detailing, and to get the car ready for auction, who paid that? Did right. the seller already pay that? Yes, yeah, so how much are they charging the seller, too? Right. Exactly, so, yeah, exactly, what is, what are you getting for 555? Yeah, yeah. Because they've got to be charging the seller just as much, if not more, right? right? right. And, and I've heard sellers aren't happy with their fees either. So mm. the seller is paying a lot. The buyer's paying a lot. Is it is it possible that on just this car, the auction made a grand? Yeah. To do what? A, I, I, mean, well, I mean, I know I they did things. They right. have to pay the real estate and they have to pay right. the labor and keep the lights on and have a license and, right. you know, but... Yeah, it's it, it is very interesting. I've also heard that buy and sell fees have gone up a lot over the last few years, which is yeah. interesting, too, because this is why I look at the full automotive picture. And I know we're not supposed to let everybody talk to each other. But if you look at during covid record profits posted by dealers, auction fees for sellers and buyers went up. Carriers for a little while made more money, right? Yes. But overall, in the tens of millions and billions, I think it was carriers that failed to keep up with the Joneses on record profits. Oh, I'm sure. And and what, hey, how about the UAW? We know that the UAW scored a major victory with their labor dispute, right? I mean, which was kind of, you know, it was wild to watch. But they're, they are now making a lot more money than they were. I mean, that's a generalization. When's the last time carriers in auto transport saw a significant rate increase? I'd not. Super Bowl one. I mean, we had I a mean, significant rate increase during COVID, but there was a reason for that. They didn't have an option. But, so, you know what I mean? But that's, that doesn't count. I know. Blah, blah, blah. Come on, Jay. Uh, let's see here. What do you have? Some kind of commie? Okay. <laughs> Send in your emails, autotransportintel at gmail.com. I know I gotta change that, uh, I gotta change that email address. What I like the virtual background. I never use it. It's actually because of you that I'm like, well, <laughs> I never use let's the virtual do it. background. Yeah, let's, <laughs> looks pretty cool. With the robot and everything. <laughs> We're going AI. This is dispatching live 2.0. What do you think about that? I think it's cool. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Um, cool. DDD, send me an email, autotransportintel at gmail.com. Right. And Dan said, plus the seller pays. Great. Dan is here. He got to see that. That's awesome. So what, Hey, at Dan, what was the normal fees that you're used to? Yeah. 
I'm just curious. Yeah, I would love to know that. Please put that in the live chat. And while we're doing that too, if you got anything else to add, if you if you know of somebody that that really could benefit by tuning in and chiming in, please let them know. Yeah. We're on every Thursday at noon. Um, and uh, Chris, we booked the equipment show in April. DDD, we look. It looks like we're gonna book a driving without a dispatcher in May. And if you have other show ideas, let me know. And if you work at a corporation, if you work in a corner office, if you work in the back office, if you work outside or under a bridge, if you got something to say in automotive that you know isn't mainstream, isn't traditional, isn't popular, this is your channel. ATI Auto Business is for anyone that wants to learn more about the automotive industry. It's just that Thursdays we happen to talk specifically logistics because it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> All right, we're at 120. I don't know. I had a pretty good time. Yeah. <laughs> she says, yeah. All right, so. You always have a good time. What do you mean? <laughs> I know. And I don't ex you know, I go in every Thursday, not sure. And I come out. <laughs> Usually on the same, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, it's it's fascinating to me. It is a social experiment at this point. And um, hey, this is this is show 157. Wow. I know we crossed the 150 mark. So uh, version 1.0 was was 150 shows. We're now in version two. Okay. And so you being on camera is yeah, perfect timing. So cool. That's a lot of applause button for one show. <laughs> all right. So, all right, let's try this. What do we say, office? What do we say, everybody? And Janice just walked out the door. Oh, Janice <laughs> Goodbye, just walked out Sue. the door. Goodbye, Sue. Thanks, everybody. See Thank you, you so much. We'll see you next time. Please do join us every Thursday. Oh, hey. There may not be a show next Thursday. Okay. This happens periodically. Schedules get crazy. But we will be back. Well, we'll definitely be back another Thursday this month. So stick around. Take your notes. And we got to come up with what's our... Oh, I will do this. Here's what I did do. Because I don't know about next Thursday. Uh, the 22nd, we have mm -hmm. Travis from Conus Trucking. Okay. Legit. Cool. Car hauling business owner, manager, driver, mm -hmm. all that stuff okay. is gonna. That's gonna be a good show. So um, let's make notes of the things we need to make sure we need to talk about. And great job on the should I stay or should I go? <laughs> that was good. That was good. So we're gonna let's keep that cranking. You're welcome. Yeah. Janice did yeah. it. Janice. Shoot. Yeah, Janice. Yeah. Awesome. You gotta get at least the eighth of a credit, dang it. <laughs> right? So if you hey, if you have one of those in the live chat, if you have a should I stay or should I go thought, please yeah. share it. We wanna know what we should be doing, what we should be talking about. Edgar, thanks for tuning in. All right, I mean it this time. What do we say, office? <laughs> Goodbye, Goodbye, Sue. Bye, Sue. <laughs> thanks everybody. Stay thanks tuned. You guys. We'll Thank see you, you next time. Peace out. Right. Thank you. <laughs>